Welcome to the Our Safe Harbor Church podcast. Here you can listen to our Sunday sermon, Monday morning message, and midweek Bible study. We hope you will consider subscribing, sharing, leaving a review, but please be sure to check out our website at www.OurSafeHarbor.com to learn more about us and find ways to get involved. Our Safe Harbor Church, we are with you wherever you are. Well, why not start Monday talking about something which really is not going to affect your daily life, has no effect on your salvation. It won't help or hurt you to love your neighbor as yourself and to love God and to do good with what you've got. Just a Monday morning thing to talk about for fun. But it isn't always just for fun for some people. They take a word we find in Genesis 6, 4, a description about these mighty giant fallen men, the Nephilim, and how that they see these daughters of men and they lust after them and they, they have offspring. And that's where many of the giants of old come from. That's in Genesis 6. And I think if, if we'd all found that in a book of Mesopotamian, mythology or Roman mythology or any of the other, we would have said that's mythology and we would have moved on. But it's in the Bible and so we take it a bit more seriously. The problem is we don't know what we're taking seriously. The word Nephilim is very difficult to translate and if you really dig deep into this you will find valid arguments on many different sides about how to do this. Do we call these the ones who do violence? There's a whole group saying that. Others, the fallen men, a lot of who say that. Those who cause others to fall. That's also a translation of this one word, Nephilim, but the Hebrews would pronounce it Nephilim because it's plural. The I am is a plural. It acts like an S on the end of one of our words, all right? Uh, so who are these people and who are the daughters of men and why do we see them in scripture? Well. Before we do that, you need to know that there were some, there are some very important books out there that never made it to scripture for a variety of reasons. These are not secret, they're not hidden, no matter what the History Channel or the Discovery Channel tries to tell you, they're not. They're out there on the internet. The church hasn't tried to suppress them. Uh, I'm probably, there were probably a pope somewhere or the other that said don't read them, I don't know, but it certainly wasn't a massive effort and they're still around, you can still read them. In the Apocrypha, books such as Baruch, uh, Judith, Wisdom, sometimes called the Wisdom of Solomon. Um, I'm missing something. Oh, Sirach, that also. So four books there, plus a book which is in the Apocrypha, but it's also in a lot of Jewish Apocryphas, and that is the first book of Enoch. Just be aware, if you've not done the study on uh, the Apocrypha, we did that, what, a year and a half, two years ago? Uh, be aware that Enoch is a very, very important book. But then there are a bunch of other Enochs, second Enoch, third Enoch, and alike, not written by the same people and not related at all. And some of them are so bizarre, they are, there's, you can't do anything with them. They make Revelation look like a beginning reader. So, and, and don't go digging in the rest of your life looking for hidden stuff. God told you what to do. Love God, love your neighbor as yourself. Go do that. Uh, read the last half of Matthew 25, act like that, and you'll be good. You'll be golden. This we're just talking about because it is, it's pretty early, 
and it seems to be one of the reasons why God sent the flood. By the way, the people who did the movie Noah with Russell Crowe several years back, oh, Christians, the evangelicals and fundamentalists, went on a howling fit about this is wrong here and this is wrong there. It, it amazes me because what the people did who made the movie, they brought in theologians to help guide them through this. And the theologians used material from the Apocrypha, including and maybe especially Enoch along with Genesis. And so a Jew seeing that story played out, let's get them past the concept of they've, they've been zapped from that time to this time and they're in a movie theater and we're having to explain electricity. This is past that. If they saw this story, they would not be nearly as upset because all of these elements were out there in the stories they told each other. Yes, including the big rock guys. Um, I, I enjoyed the movie. Uh, could I find reasons to criticize it? Probably, but you know what? It's a lot more fun to go through life not looking for things you disagree with and not feeling like you need to pass judgment on what's in front of you. It's a lot of fun. Give it a go. That said, who are these fallen men or the, um, the violent ones, the giants, as many versions will, will translate the term? Well, there are, several, there are several ideas, as you might imagine. Some believe that they were Sethian, in other words, sons of Seth the son that was born to Adam and Eve after the Cain and Abel incident, and that these are the sons of God. But they were looking upon the daughters of men, they, and again, these same people, Augustine and some of the early church fathers along with him, and some of the Jewish theologians back then and to this day, will say the Sethians, the sons of Seth, were also the sons of God. They were good guys but they lusted in their hearts over the daughters of men. And of course they assigned those two must be the descendants of Cain. And they, you know, they just weren't able to control themselves around the pretty ladies. And they then made babies and these babies no longer had any allegiance to God. And they became these strong and mighty warriors that were famous in old days. That's a, it's a good guess. I'm not really sure that I would actually assign the ones in the lineage of Seth and ones in the lineage of Cain, but the concept of there were people who were following God and there were people who were not. And the followers of God looked over and saw those who were not, had some pretty women among them, because uh, frankly, men will do an amazing amount of stupid and horrible things to have a woman love them or to be with a woman. Uh, and that's, um, is that a shocker? Do you need to sit down? Do I need to bring you a glass of water? Need a minute? I don't think so, because this has always been the way it has been. This is one of the reasons I really think that God really went after the Moabites, because it seems if you're reading through Samson and Esther and uh, not Esther, uh, Ruth and all these, that the Moabite ladies must have been quite the lookers. And the Israeli men, you know, the Jewish men were saying, you know, we love you, Yahweh, with all of our heart. Oh boy. And running off because men do that. I'm not excusing it. I'm not even explaining it. I'm just reporting it. All right. So men get smarter. Um, there are other ideas. 
But the only really major other idea out there is that the Nephilim were fallen angels. Because we know that there was war in heaven, doesn't really get talked about much until Revelation. Uh, Jesus talks a little bit about, I saw Satan thrown from heaven. So we don't get much there. We get most of that concept and our ideas from John Milton and his work, Paradise Lost, not from scripture. But people will say these were angels, fallen angels, who saw these beautiful women and they mated with them. I have no idea how to describe that, whether it, this was in a series of rapes, whether it was in a series of uh, consensual relationships, that's never really explored. Uh, and the Bible certainly doesn't talk about it. And then their babies were these human angel hybrids that made them really big and strong and powerful. And maybe they were people like Nimrod and Sargon and all these great people later on. Well, I have some really good friends who believe that. And they believe it with all of their heart. And they're smart people. But they're wrong. Because they're coming at this from theology, from the world of story, which is, man, I love the world of story. But they're not coming at it from the world of biology. Human DNA, the genome, it's, it's vastly complicated. And a whole lot of stuff that you know about DNA is not true because you've learned it from newspapers and CNN and Fox News and MSNBC and, and they are not reliable when it comes to science and maybe other things, but we're just talking about science right now. And you might have heard, pick a number, because people do. 80% of your DNA is just junk from previous evolution. No, no, it's all being used. It's really important. Others will say this and that about it, but what we do not find is we don't find any non-biological elements in our DNA. Spirits can't mate with humans unless they are creators. For example, only God can create something. Angels can't create. Satan can't create. By create, we're talking here about ex nihilo, out of nothing. Therefore, the Holy Spirit could put a baby in Mary. Angels can't. They just are unable to create. There's no angelic DNA in you. I call my wife Angel because she is an angel from God who saved me. She says I've saved her too and I just kind of wave that off. But uh, I call her Angel. She's still my girlfriend. I get this stupid grin on my face every time I talk about her. Sorry all of you kids that are going ick ick right now. Fact is she's not an angel. She's 100% biological human woman. But there's a spirit that she is as well. That spirit will live forever. That's really cool. But she's in a biological husk right now. And it is all biology. It is biology we share. Our DNA is shared, not just with chimpanzees, but also with dolphins, with wheat and cabbage. It's the building blocks that God used after he created to form us at his own speed in his own way. Angels cannot mate with humans. 
and we can prove it because we see human DNA. And we can find in you, in most of you, according to where you live in the world, uh, some Neanderthal. Uh, and by the way, it's tall, not fall, because they don't pronounce CH, but you can pronounce it fall because they're all gone, you know, except we have some of that DNA in us. And Heidelbergensis, we've got some of that in us. We've got some of those all in us, but it's all human, it's all biological. And yes, before you send in that wonderful question, because it is, if you don't know any better, it's a wonderful question. Haven't some scientists thought that we might have some extraterrestrial DNA? Yes, they have written that. But the scientists who wrote that weren't scientists in that field. It's really important to get this. For example, uh, I work in neuroscience. I am not gonna talk to you about cardiology and I'm not going to tell you that I have this idea about a geological layer. No, I've got to get that from the people that are experts in that. And there's something called the Nobel disease. And that is you get a Nobel prize in one area and you think you're super smart in all of them. And look it up, the Nobel disease, the list of people who got the prize and then made idiots of themselves by acting like they knew stuff they didn't in other fields, all right? So theologians uh, pretty much down the line are saying that this is just referring to the people who followed God began to intermarry with those who did not and religion and the, the knowledge of Yahweh went away. People who love stories can tell their stories. And I love stories too. But biology trumps the story. The Nephilim were people that were mighty and doing great things until they, they decided they'd like to be with those people over there and be approved by those people over there and allowed to be in that society and they forgot their God. But they took all their gifts with them and their kids did amazing things. And so from then on, this memory of these giant people who weren't necessarily tall or big, but they were giant in what they could do, became a watchword for huge, big, mighty people who do violence. And that's why it's used that way in Numbers and in Ezekiel. And I would even say in Enoch, a book I love, but I don't consider scripture. I hope that helps. So here I am stripping away mystery, killing all of the joy of wondering and throwing biology at you first thing on a Monday morning. And I'd like to say from the bottom of my heart, you're welcome. It's just another surface I do. Have a great week. Cheers.